You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Welcome to the Week Ahead podcast with Chuck and Rachel. Um, Chuck, I know you've been a bit sick over the last few days. How are you <laughs> hanging in there? I'm, are you I'm recovering. Yeah, no, I'm getting better. Uh, yeah, last week, you guys, you know, I was going to point this out uh, too. Um, everybody who has taken part in the last week in our whole Shreveport conversation, which was amazing. Uh, yeah. It, to me, it's a it's a testament to what our members have allowed us to do. Um, a few years ago, this would have been just me, and I go down for a week <laughs> with a an illness, and like everything shuts down. Yeah. And now, most people probably didn't even know that I was out, and uh, you know, the content was the some of the best content we've ever produced, and I, it was just amazing. I mean, you did such a great job last week. Uh, well, and, thank you. Yeah, I think people did really appreciate. It. You started doing a three-part series and made it to part two, and then <laughs> the illness took over. I think I definitely got contacted by people who were like, "Where's part three? So, oh, really? Okay, a little luck that'll come out uh, this week. I definitely will finish that up this week. I also was planning to write a, uh, you know, here's what Shreveport could do with this money instead piece, yeah. and I I hope to finish that up too. But yeah, I I was. Uh, I finished those the first one on on Sunday, and then Monday finished the second or most of the second one, and then yeah, it was just basically not able to do anything uh, until yesterday, Sunday, really. We didn't come out with a podcast on Thursday. Um, regrettably, we we had an, a big idea of how to do the podcast that kind of we had a little bit too late to execute, but um, we have been recording some of the stuff. Uh, some of our conversations with Shreveport residents. So uh, we may put together a sort of compilation podcast of that stuff um, at a later date, hopefully. And if people didn't take the time to go online and look at the Shreveport stuff, uh, please do. I mean, it, it is a, it's a really compelling case that I think you, you look at where we're at right now in the country and these just crazy conversations we're having that to me seem just divorced from reality, the left, right kind of nuttiness we have right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I look at Shreveport and the work that, you know, everybody here on the staff did last week and all the contributions that, that they made to this conversation. And it's, it's, it's real. I mean, it's very real and it's people who want economic growth, uh, talking with people who want social justice and doing it on the ground in a very real way, uh, you know, not part of this like craziness that we have every place else. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just really valued the way we got, you know, to, to what I think is like the core substance uh, in a way that is very relevant today. I mean, for everybody. So if you, yeah. if you haven't had a chance, go read it. And this is kind of part of our larger campaign, uh, No New Roads, which I think really crosses partisan lines. And we've seen that um, in towns and cities all over the country that um, both liberal and conservative leaders and uh, individuals are uh, either for or against highways. So, yeah, I think that's an important issue that 
definitely um, bridges that partisan gap. And Absolutely. Hopefully everyone can get behind. If you uh, take the time to read the content from last week, um, you will probably uh, see why this highway project is a terrible idea. Well, and it really, I, I, this is not stuff that I could have written. I mean, I, I, maybe I could have. It just doesn't feel like it's in my toolbox to write. They're just really compelling personal stories that you were able to pull out and, and put together. And I, I enjoyed them. I thought they were really, they added a lot to the conversation. They certainly were an inspiration for me uh, when I was there and met with the people in that neighborhood. Um, but I just, I, I love the way that you were able to, to bring those out and, and have it be real for people. It was great, great work. Thank you. Well, it was mostly due to the fantastic people in Shreveport that I was able to connect with. And we have several members um, in that area who really worked with us on this campaign and um, helped yeah, get us connected with people who are active on these issues. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. I kind of wish I could visit now and actually meet these people in person. But yeah, the closest I got is on Friday we did a video conversation with two of the um, members of the Allendale Strong neighborhood group that are fighting this project, and that was a mm-hmm. uh, that was fun. I, I, I think the thing that meant the most to me over the course of the week, I, I saw a few times on Slack um, where people would say, and, and on Facebook too, where where people would write, since you guys came to town and gave you know the series of talks that that I was able to do last year, and since this thing has started to become a conversation. It's really changed the way people here have talked about it. And we even have our public officials who are supporting this thing now stepping back saying, well, maybe this isn't such a good idea. And I just really love the fact that this conversation is having real impact on the ground and hopefully will change this project from something really horrible to something really positive. Yeah, I definitely heard that as well from our our friends in Shreveport. And I will plan to keep in touch with them and do some follow-up articles on how this whole project progresses or hopefully uh, doesn't progress. So this week um, we have another big thing going on, and that is the beginning of our second annual Strongest Town Contest. So we received several submissions from people nominating their towns for this uh, competition. And now we've got our first 16 who are competing uh, in this bracket-style March Madness uh, contest. And we invite everyone to please read those entries and vote on the matchups. Um, there's a lot of interesting towns on here, most that I've heard of, but some that I had never heard of or been to. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Talk about the first round. What what exactly are we asking people to do? Yeah, so um, we received several nominations from people who basically filled out a short questionnaire about their town, like um, what kind of transportation system do you have? Tell us about your downtown. Are you financially stable and things like that? And so this week we are publishing their answers to those questions. We've created pairs of two towns each, um, so a total of eight matchups. And yeah, you guys are just asked to read their entries and then vote for whichever one you think is better in each matchup. And we've got entries from the United States, Canada, and Australia. So that's a fun twist this year. That's incredible. I, I, I was um, looking at the list, and you know, you've got Traverse City, Michigan, and York, two places that I, I've spoken in. Uh, Bellingham, yeah. Washington. 
Um, there are a lot that you've spoken in. Valparaiso. Valparaiso. Killeen. Uh, Lafayette. Killeen, yep. Uh, even San Francisco on the list. I was there uh, last summer. Wow, so, so more than half of these. That's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, I'm going to be going back to one of them at the end. Whoever wins this, uh, we're going to be mm-hmm. heading out to see. Uh, I'm excited. Are, are you? We don't vote. And even if we did vote, it, it wouldn't matter because we're going to get hundreds, yeah. thousands of votes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we sit back and watch. Are you, uh, have you handicapped this in any way? Well, I definitely have some that I am secretly rooting for. I won't, I won't like ruin the competition by telling everyone that, but I have created my own bracket. We may discuss those in a later podcast or maybe in a video. Um, and I asked, uh, you and Kia and Max to create brackets too, if they would like to. So that's kind of another fun aspect of this. And please, our listeners, you can download a copy of the bracket and fill it out yourself as well. Um, and share that with people. Talk about our Australian entry. Okay, that's the one I'm really excited about. Uh, although we did have to create a caveat that uh, we may not be able to afford a plane flight to Australia. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, we'll I don't know. We said I was going to go, so we might have to uh, <laughs> might have to make good on that. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, the town um, is called. I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce this. Kia and I were discussing how we thought to pronounce this, but it's Wollongong. Um, in New South Wales, Australia. And it sounds like a fantastic place. Um, the person who submitted it, I know at least one of them is is a longtime member of Strong Towns. It sounds like a cool place. They have, you know, diverse transportation system, great small businesses, it looks like. So, yeah, that's a, that's a fun entry to read. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of excited about it, too. I was... I was checking it out and, uh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like here, here's the funny thing. And I say this with like no insult to Australia. In fact, I say it with, with reverence. Um, you know, it certainly is not like one of the top tier Australian cities. It's not a place that, you know, as the, uh, as the American, you hear about people going to Sydney or what have you. Yeah. Um, but when I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this place looks gorgeous. Like, wh- what is this still like an afterthought of a place? Like, why isn't this, you know, why don't more people know about this place? So, uh, it, I mean, it just looks like a, like a paradise kind of place, you know, on a, the, the photographs that I've seen. So Yeah, one other fun part of this contest is that I kind of try, in, in the first round at least, to match up towns that maybe are similar or in the same region. So in this case, we had several that were from the same state. So we've got an Indiana matchup, Wisconsin, a Ontario, Canada matchup, and a Massachusetts matchup. So if you're from any of those places, you might have a particular stake or interest in uh, reading those entries and voting. The end of the first round will be when? Sunday? Voting closes on Thursday at 11 p.m. Central. Yeah, this is kind of a fast-paced competition. The next round will start on uh, next Monday. So, yeah, we're just we're trying to fit it all in um, before our summit at the end of March. So that we started a little early this What's year. What's the uh, we, we, next round is going to be the the pictures? Is that what we decided on? Yeah, we ask the the elite eight that are selected at the end of this week. We'll ask them to submit. Um, I think like four to six photos of their town. Um, that one's a little, this part of the contest is a little bit more open-ended and just 
send us photos that demonstrate why your town is strong and send us this quick description. Actually, we, I mean, I haven't written that out yet, so we could still change it if you have feelings about it. No, that. no, I think it's perfect. I just, I, I, I want to that's make... a fun part of the contest for people to actually get to see these places, especially the ones that, you know, like San Francisco's on the list. I think most of us know what San Francisco looks like, but I don't know about Greenfield, Indiana. I had never been there or heard of that place before, so... Well, and I think about last year, you know, with Carlisle and Hoboken, I felt like I learned a lot about those places and really, um, you know, particularly mm -hmm. with Carlisle, did, did not know very much about it and was really uh, kind of blown away. Um, Holland was the same thing. And I can't remember what our last, what our fourth one was. Truckee? Was that, were they in the final four? Uh, they might have been. They made it a ways. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was really good. I just, I want our listeners to, to know that this is not simply a contest about getting like locals to come out and vote for their city. We actually really need our members and our listeners and, and people who, you know, understand our conversation to go and look at these and, and judge them based on strong towns kind of thinking, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're really trying to hold up here some great examples of places that are doing good things. And, uh, you know, if you care about this movement and care about that conversation, uh, take a few minutes and go and, and check out these entries and vote. We'd, we'd love to, uh, you know, we really need to include more than just uh, the people in the communities themselves. We really need to include a broader group of people. Yeah, you can find all the matchups and information about the contest at strongtowns.org slash strongest town. And I'll include a link to that as well in our notes. I want to take a minute to welcome the newest members of our Strong Towns movement. Uh, we have Mike Brown from Bountiful, Utah, Frank Murphy from Nanamo, British Columbia, Jillian Phillips of Arden, North Carolina, Richard Shepard of Portland, Oregon, and Tim Story of Kentland, Indiana. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for supporting Strong Towns. Yeah, thank you so much. Have you done any reading over the last week uh, while you were laid up in bed or were you just like asleep or caring for children? It's one of those things where like I didn't want to use my brain at all. I mean, I just slept last week pretty much like 20 hours a day when I wasn't having to. My wife was out of town, so I still had to fetch kids and all that stuff. Mm. Um, I did read The Girl on the Train. Oh, that is, yeah. a, that is a very popular book. I've read it. Hey, did you have you read? Okay, so it's I, a I just good lying in bed, page turner book. So yeah, I'm like I need something that doesn't require me to think at all because I just not in I, my brain's not working right now, and so yeah, that was a book that was gosh easy to get through and yeah, kind of a page turner, and it was one you could pick up at three in the morning or at you know two in the afternoon and not have to engage your brain real hard and it was kind of fun so yeah. I'm, i might uh i might I watch the movie here now which I, I heard was not very good but we'll see yeah the movie was okay uh i honestly think like if you've read the book the movie is basically a carbon copy of the book oh really okay so, i don't know if you need to but i enjoy a good like mystery book and you know i i, mm -hmm. I enjoy those kind of books, there's so much fun when you really don't know. And I, I guess I was kind of surprised right. with it. You know, like I've been watching Elementary, which is the, the Americanized Sherlock Holmes. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Oh, whoa, no, I haven't even heard of it. I did oh, watch the, fun. the British Sherlock Holmes and enjoyed that. I, I love Sherlock. It's, a, it's the best show out there. Mm -hmm. um, this is like, you know, wimpier Sherlock. Um, okay. 
they're, uh, you know, they're, it's, it fits into an hour. So they're like 45 minute shows and they solve a crime every time. And it's not, it's, it's a lot less, uh, intense than the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Oh yeah. Um, but it's good. I enjoy it. It's kind of fun, but I've gotten to the point now where I can almost pick out like who, who it is. He, there's a formula to it. You almost like, uh, you meet yeah. like the person who's done it at, at like a third of the way through, but they seem innocuous. Like there's no way. And then it winds up that it's them. And you can almost start to pick out like who it is. And mm-hmm. I think the thing with the girl on the train is that, you know, there were multiple times where I thought it was multiple people. And then, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. At the end, the, the person who it actually was, was not the person I was expecting. So yeah. I'll tell you cool. what I watched this weekend, the Lego Batman movie. Oh no. <laughs> because my boyfriend is really into Legos, but it was very fun. <laughs> um, it's very like fast paced and a lot of good, like, clever lego humor and yeah. self-deprecating humor so yeah it was cool I, the graphics are amazing obviously because it's legos um, well the girls yeah. were my my girls want to go and so we are going to go i think we're going to wind up going to it when we're on spring break this year uh, as a which family, is so. coming up for you right a couple weeks uh this week is the week of stella's birthday so when you have a, a nine-year-old turning 10, it's not a birthday day. It's a birthday week. So Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. So this is Stella's birthday week, including a party this weekend with friends and all that stuff. And then, yeah, one more week, and then it's spring break. So we're kind of counting the days down now. Are you planning to write anything else this week, do you think? Or just focusing on that, getting that last uh, part three of the Shreveport economic analysis? Um, well, <laughs> besides the like 450 emails in my inbox. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And uh, this thing that I said I would write for this other organization that was supposed to be done last week oh, that I'm having yeah. massive <laughs> writer's lie. block on. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to Shreveport and then, uh, you know, both of those Shreveport pieces. We'll see, hopefully, yes. Okay, well, I think that's all we have for today. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And make sure to vote in the Strongest Town contest. Thanks. See you, everybody. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.